Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast. For Chemist Warehouse, spoil your mum this Mother's Day with Embrace. Guy Sebastian's new fragrance for just $49.99. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Oh, happy new year. Happy birthday, you mean? Happy birthday to Wayne Bennett for today. Oh, yeah, and Ben Hannett for the 31st of December. New Year's Eve. And Greg Sullivan. For New Year's. Do you know who Greg Sullivan is? Yeah. Comedian. Sully. You're, you're old co-host. Yeah. We've yeah. had him on the show. And same thing. I reckon that was some of why Wayne and he. Ben Hennett, is he okay mentally? No, he's got eight kids. He's yeah, okay. in all sorts of trouble. They're all Just sad because no too. one. <laughs> you try to invite someone to your birthday party on New Year's oh. Eve, no one wants to come. Yeah. I know someone that got married on New Year's Eve yeah, for that very bad. reason. Yeah, they good. just said we wanted to create a party and have something to celebrate, you know, always. If you're doing a sneaky one. Husey got married on New Year's Eve. But if you're doing, you know, those surprise ones, where we've gathered around for you know, so-and-so's birthday or something else. Ah, wedding. And you go, oh, well, I wouldn't have come if I knew it was a How wedding. How do we feel about surprise weddings? No, I don't. You don't like them? No, I like to be prepared. Um, yeah, I had trouble once because a mate said oh, we got engagement. Oh, you mean if I was getting party. married on that day? No, oh. like if you turned up <laughs> oh, to say a Christmas party <laughs> and then they went, oh, surprise, yeah. we're getting married. The trouble oh. is the same thing happened to Duff and I, Margot. Some friends what? invited us to their engagement party. And we're like, we're not going to fucking engagement party. It's too hard. And my mate Cam called me and said, bro, it's... It's a wedding. So I said that story. But he wasn't a good enough mate to begin with if you weren't going to his engagement party. No, I went to his box. Would you have minded if you didn't, wasn't there for the wedding? Would I, would I have minded or would Yeah, like minded? if you, would you have like after. Are you okay? <laughs> I think what I just had a stroke. If you didn't go because yeah. you went too hard, mm. basket, not no, going to I, the engagement, I and then found out the next day that he got married, really, really flat, really you would have been upset. Yeah. I wouldn't have done the engagement party just because we had to cancel stuff to go. But I went to his box, and it turns out I went to the wedding. But I told that story at the wedding, which was mm. an engagement party, and everyone in the circle went, oh, no, he called us too. Because I think most Nobody people... Nobody wanted to go. Well, most so, people are like, no, oh, no, 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 engagement party. Well, we missed a wedding purely for that fact. We didn't go to the engagement party. Again, little yeah. kids. Yes, righto. Little kids just couldn't, you know, like get our shit together enough to go. Yeah, same. And then... Engagement party. Next day, oh, is, we got married. You know, if you've been invited to the engagement party, there's every chance you're not going to go to the wedding. You're not going to get invited. That's why it's the runner-up medal. Yep. It's the second step on the podium. Unless they get married at the engagement party, then that and was then the there. wedding invitation. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, anyway, happy new year. <laughs> Can I just on that new year, everybody? What? Yeah, before we do this Ker- shit. Kerry's got in touch. Yeah, well, you we'll know get, who we'll it was. Kerry. Who? Corey Oates. Oatesy. Oatesy. Uh, with Tegan. Mm. Mm. They got married on their, at their engagement married? party. Oh, they did yes. the, surpri- the El Surprizo. El Surprizo. It was not much of a surprise at Cam's wedding because the MC was doing mm. the whole thing and everyone's like, yeah, we know. We know. Most people didn't They, they rang it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, just got a friend went to a Bucks party on the weekend. Three days it went for. Is oh that Lord. too long for a Bucks party? No. Jesus, that's a good Two effort. nights. Yeah. That's Two solid. Nights, that's fine. Two nights, three days. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I'm trying to go to Coachella for my girlfriend's hen's party. Oof. Jesus, that's just happens to coincide with her 40th. The same weekend as Coachella. It's in April next year. She's getting married in May. It's three weeks out from the wedding. Nice. Could be hangover style. Like we might not make it back. (laughs) Well, why would you go to Coachella? Who wants to go get married after that? Yeah, that's you've when seen, you realise you don't need to be married. Exactly. You've seen what, life, what life. life can be, mm. just rooting uh, around the blokes in a tent. That's yeah. my fantasy anyway. Mm. Um, the less I know about them, the I think there's, I think there's other tents there. <laughs> that specifically. Yeah. Hey, what's Kerry? Kerry. Hey, Kerry. Hey, Kerry. I think there's tents with holes in them. Oh, what the hell? How do you know about that? <laughs> 
Hey, guys, I'm happy to say my 2023 <laughs> New Year's resolution yeah. lasted eight days before I got back on the beers in KFC. Oh, Any suggestions on a resolution that I can't fail at in 2024? Let's go back and congratulate Don't make a resolution. Oh, eight days. Don't do it to yourself. beers in KFC in January. No one ever sticks to them. Eight days is bloody good. Have you ever been off the beers for eight days? More than Never. a week. Oh, yeah, right? Because you've got a copper weekend in there if you've gone eight oh. days. There's no way to escape, that not including a week. That was a hangover from Kerry. What does he want? New resolution. He can't fail. Don't make one. Yeah. Oh, no chips. There you go. You'll stuff that up. <laughs> Kath won't let me buy chips anymore. Like what? Potato chips? Yeah, or hot chips. Or oh, all... hot chips. Yeah, they're off. Oh, my God. I had two buckets of hot chips yesterday oh, at the rugby. They're the oh, best. Right. How good's a food truck, man? At the, at the footy. At the footy. They're yeah. so bad for you, but that's why they taste so good. Yeah. I love that. Chips and chockey are my Achilles heels. Yeah. <sighs> you all right? Me too. Chips and a can of Coke. And beer. Wolf. Pizza, pizza and Coke. No diet nonsense. Zero nonsense. Let's all do our top 100 weaknesses. You ready? (laughs) Yeah, go. Chocolate, Uh, lollies, carbs, champagne, The tented Coachella with the hole in it. That's (laughs) number one. Mardo, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. And Brisbane has. Yo, if you're just catching up with news on the weekend, Gravity was a big winner over the weekend. It was a worthy adversary for many people. Gravity, it'll get you. Did someone try to go into space again? No, there were a couple of flights that crashed uh, on the Sunshine Coast. It's becoming the Bermuda Triangle up there. Light aircraft? Well, one of them was a dual engine. (laughs) Not light enough. I always worry about not enough propellers, but even one plane, just see that one took off from a Ritchie door on Saturday. I didn't. They were heading to American Samoa, which is... That's a long way away. Yes, it's almost the furthest island before you get to Hawaii. How long was that on a flight? They were going to take off from Ritchie door, two blokes in their 50s, 11 hours, okay? Oh my God. So they had a shirtload of fuel on board to get them there. The chickens? And one, I don't know the about the chickens. on the way? I don't know what they were doing in terms of uh, service of food or drink, but... So is, that, that, is that doable, 11 hours on a light yeah. aircraft? Well, they thought blocks? it was. Not for, they, the, not for these A guys. lot of this fuel was unnecessary because <laughs> they only made it 20 k's or no, something or other. No. And one engine, did, did that terrible sound. Hey, what's happened to the left engine? And then they just apparently, because they had so much fuel on board, it Drop. just couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't stay up. It just dropped, dropped, dropped. And it only hit the water only at 100 k's an hour. They got out, got the lifeboat going, life raft going, bang, plop, found, so ev- good, everything good. Good news story. Good news. Everybody survived. Lost <sighs> all the chickens, though. All gone. Oh, and all that Are you fuel? sure it was yeah. petrol they were carrying? Yeah. All right, let's not oh. cast this person. Happy. <laughs> and gravity won there, and gravity won again yesterday. Husband and wife are lucky to be alive tonight after crash landing near Noosa. Their amateur-built aircraft coming down in a backyard just metres from a home. They hit someone's clothesline. Is that an amateur-built aircraft? That that was what I was hoping it would catch your ears. Is that a man project in the man shed? Don't ever ever have a few beers and go, you know what I'm going to do? Let's build a plane. (laughs) Let's have a go. It can't be that hard. Yeah, if you're a husband. Between the two of us, I reckon we can do it. He goes, let's go for a fly and you go to the shed and he has an Allen key, don't <laughs> no, get in the plane. No. If somebody says, let's do a car up, have a crack at that. Mm. If someone goes, we might fix the boat motor this weekend, yeah, have a go. Don't be airborne. I mean, I don't, don't be don't airborne, airborne because <laughs> gravity is a very hard taskmaster. I don't uh, trust the bigger airlines, okay. let alone my husband All in right. his shit out the back. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> play on and just hear this bit, okay? Nine News understands the plane came down after it was hit by a gust of wind, clipping... Oh. All right, all right, a, a, a gust of There's wind. There's a lot of wind 
<laughs> you've got to be. If you're if you're there, if you're in the shed right now, building a plane for next weekend, just make it windproof. Don't you reckon? Because yeah. up there, there's some wind. You know what loves a gust of wind? <laughs> what a kite. Maybe oh, he would have been safer kite. flying a kite oh. than his own airplane. A yeah. girl's shirt <laughs> dress. Love speed. Sound the wedding bells. Oh. There's been a wedding over the weekend that we need to celebrate. Mm. Uh, it's not Taylor and Travis. They are moving quickly, those two. They're moving the very plan. quickly. Uh, she changed the lyrics to her song over the weekend. Uh, but no, it's not them. It's the former Nationals leader, Barnaby Joyce, an ex-staffer, still known as Vicky Campion. I've said I do at an intimate bush bash wedding, they've called it, affectionately described by one guest uh. as a bit of a bachelor and is it spinster ball? Spinsters? Yeah, 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 spinsters ball. Uh, guests, the criteria uh, were to arrive in four-wheel drives, so a lot of land cruisers present. Mm. Uh, the bride and groom donned a Nakubra as they walked down wow, the aisle and exchanged classic. their vows um, as they got married on uh, his family's estate. Is it a bit weird? She was 38, he's 56. Now, no, that's fine. Well, no, my problem was that's when right. I saw the father of the bride, oh. he looked like he should be best mates with Same the group. That, that's, there's yeah. something wrong with Imagine that. Imagine handing your daughter off to a bloke older than you. Mm, yes, no, you... thank you. All the same age, or certainly who had a redder face than you did. Oh. Now, listen, then I started looking up her father, the bloke who walked down the stage. His first time that he ever heard heard about Barnaby, he said, I'll take a shotgun to him. So oh, okay. apparently things got a bit, have gotten a bit better over the years. The celebration was reportedly pink and ivory themed, okay. uh, with the bride wearing a strapless number, cowgirl boots and a Cobra. Classic um, Aussie. Accessorised with a glass of Chardonnay and a Siggy. Now remind everyone, Barnaby oh. was a fellow who cared so much about family values that he went and had two families, two families. at the same time to Absolutely. maintain those family, family values. values. And he also tried to kill Johnny Depp's dogs. Oh, that's right. That's, oh, that's funny, isn't it? Just deport them. I don't know what he No, was. they said if those Pistol and Boo don't get out of here, then Pistol's going to meet his namesake, mate. And mm. Boo's going to get a fright. It was reported that his and Vicky's two uh, young sons were present at the wedding. However, okay. his four daughters to his previous marriage uh, didn't look like they were in attendance. So they were. Ra- I've seen the two sons. They're a pair of rangers. Mm. Oh. Uh, whereas four Have daughters. Uh, any, ex- any rugby I league say- teams? Auburn. You need any rugby league teams? Well, Corey Horsburgh on the phone of them. They'll them play. Every team needs a redhead. We know that. Yeah. Uh, did the did the daughters? I'm sure the misses, the first misses for Barnaby, she didn't go to the wedding. Did any of his daughters go? <laughs> Imagine if your ex-wife turns up and goes. I bet you they. Hey, I don't want him anymore, champion. Good oh, luck. Oh, oh, there are some people who finish their first marriage and it's happy enough for one of that that partner to no. come to the second. She marriage. wasn't there, and no. his four daughters weren't there either. No. Uh, a number of high-profile guests were there. Though, Johnny uh, however, Depp. including Johnny Nationals Depp. MP George Christensen. The big unit. Sure. Wow. Not sure that's high profile. That's God. the only high profile celebrity that they've named. He'd want to put some money in the wishing well. They mm. say he meant to put as much as the main course in, and he would have had a couple. Women <laughs> overwhelmingly opted for flat what? shoes at the event, while broad brimmed hats were another common sight. Scomo there, because there would have been a lot of whip cracking, wouldn't there? No. You know, they love, you know, hey, oh, hey, put a durr in your mouth and I'll, and I'll put it out with me whip. Jenny with a tray of margaritas. Yeah. Triple M. Listen, we're still talking sport. Remember on Friday when we spoke to that um, Jamie Hetty's name The woodchopper. Yeah, from well, the Rainbow. The chainsaw, the chainsaw chopper. Does he also use an axe sometimes? We never yeah. got to that bit in no, In this particular one he did, he did yeah. five different things. Yeah. And I think three of them are axes, two are chainsaws. And it was so, the fastest time to saw through. There's one where you stand on top of it, yeah. Marto, chop between yeah. your legs. There's yeah. one where you, you jump up on the springboards and blah, blah, blah. Redcliffe boy.
Redcliffe originally. Now, did he say it was Burping. Burping. born in Redcliffe? Burping. Lives anyway. in Burpengarry. There was a bit I heard in there, and I've just isolated from our chat to him. Um, world champion. Won the world, world champion. In Germany. In Stuttgart. He's bloody good. I'm actually a fifth generation woodchopper. Yeah, my dad was the first one to get us into the timber sports side of things. He used to go okay. over to America when I was younger. That's what I want to talk about. It's in his blood. Fifth generation woodchopper. So he didn't they have a choice. He didn't have a I choice. I think they started at Redcliffe and just stopped, started chopping trees down and got to Narangbo and went, <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> root. Done. Next, um, son, you're it. You, your turn. Oh, yeah, by the time they got there, it was oh, five generations. Yeah. So did you ever go to the Ecker and did you ever go to the woodchop and look at those blokes in their long white pants and white singlets, singlets and go, how'd you get into wood chopping? It's quite serious. Can I say a name you'll know? Lawrence O'Toole is oh, another gosh. wood chop. He's third generation. And Dave Foster from Tasmania. Yeah. He had the big unit, big barrel chest on him. Don't they tell were, me. They were fourth or fifth fourth generation. generation. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. Classic. Generational sports. It's, it's almost like your parents force it upon you. If you want to be in right. this family, you get out and bring me back a treat. I don't know whether you feel like helping on a Monday, but one triple three five three, if you could... I just want, let's just run through them. Trampolining. Like, I used to remember it was at the Olympics one year, and I went, how the hell do you get into trampolining? It's a fam, I want to talk about family sports. Okay. Uh, squash, family sport. Horses. Anything uh, horses. Get on the bloody Horses, horses. very much a family sport. Be all careful. Oh, no, pickleball's a new sport. Is it uh, new? One that are traditionally, I look at motor racing and go, how'd you get into it? Hmm, yeah, granddad, oh, and then dad, yeah. and then mum and dad mortgage their house. Yeah. And I didn't Family. want to drive them, but dad liked tinkering with go karts. What about on the cricket? You were just talking about the the Marsh, Marsh family. Fella. Isn't there a I few of them so. that play cricket? That's two generations. Grandfather, dad, sons, cousins. But there are other ways in. I can't see another way into wood shopping or, par- <laughs> or trampolining other than what your about family rugby background. League? The great Eric Growth Senior, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Growth Junior. No, 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 you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You think all the teams in rugby league, there's a lot of those had no family history. They just started going, wow, you ate three chickens the other day. You're 115 <laughs> kilograms. That does, you know, that's not like granddad didn't play rugby league. They just went, you're a freak. Get in and play, Get in rugby, there and league. play rugby league. I want genuinely niche sports. You go, how the hell did they get in? Darts. Snooker yeah. or where? What Darts. got forced shooting. upon you? Play For- shooting. Forced upon you as By a child. By your family. And you were indoctrinated <laughs> into a cult. Matty from Bourbon Gary. Texting on the burner phone. He's yeah. currently playing fourth grade cricket with his dad and right. uncle. Okay. We're three very ordinary batting all rounders who, like our forefathers, can't turn a ball to save ourselves. They're hopeless, and that's why they're playing fourth grade. And I'm really happy for you, Maddie. But they're continuing the family family legacy of Chuck and Pies, right. and that's what it's what about. What about uh, Isaac Go. from Ipswich? He's competitive shooter. That's three generations yeah. and shooting because the old man goes, "Listen, son." He's, he's, this was your grandfather's gun. <laughs> Happy sixth birthday. <laughs> you know, someone who understands is Tanya and Petrie. What have you been doing for generations, Tanya? Um, so my grandmother was a ballet teacher. Mm. Um, yeah, and then obviously my mum did it for years and years until she got pregnant, had my sister. Yeah. Um, I did it from the age of five. Um, oh. to 13, yeah, good did, times. Did you, to, <laughs> did you go to Nana's uh, ballet school? No, she she was in a different city, but right. um, still, yeah, she kept asking and pushing me to do it. Was, so yeah, you get, driving yeah, yeah. Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas plies, you'd have to show her what you can do when you w- went and saw her at Christmas. And time. ballet's a cracker for it because you've got to get them young. Like, mm. like soft th- hands. Three years old would yeah. not be too early to, to mm. grab a ballet dancer and get them Soft in. hands. I didn't know hands played a role. When you're uh, in um, first position with your arms, your position. hands must have soft fingers. No hard fingers. 
fingers, so oh. the curvature and just very relaxed. Oh, could you imagine I also did ballet. Yeah. I'm a second-generation ballet dancer. My oh, mum was a, a Queensland ballet ballerina. Oh, no, that's that's the um, good-sized calves on you. Mm. Yeah, yeah mm. the ballet gives you good calves. Yeah, tippy toes. I'd yeah, love to see does. those big sausage fingers go yeah. nice and soft. Can you give us a first pose, please, Margo, <laughs> for the camera? Triple M breakfast. I promised you, Margot, the Country Music Awards were on over the weekend. Certainly were. An AI-generated country song. Mardo, this is the perfect country song, apparently. I saw it on one of my favourite Instagram pages called There I Ruined It. Lost and love, dog, alcohol, travelling. You're good. Truck. So this bloke uses AI, right. I assume it's a bloke, to put together music and um, uses Did AI it voice. win an award, did you say? No. no. Oh. You said, well, maybe. No, know? the CMA Awards were on, but this is the AI-generated country song. So... Because Marta doesn't know what the CMA is on. No, but drinking, lost me dog. Right. So it's ingested them all and spit out this. Drug jeans, beer girl, creep boots, drugs, <laughs> and legs, train dog, beer, Dixie cup. Got a beer in my beer and a Chevy in my truck. Got a dog at the wheel, cut off jeans, truck, dirt road, bike road, beer, moonlight, red, white, and blue, girl, Friday night. I like it. That's Luke Bryan singing that. I've yeah, got, that's a, beer, I got a beer in AI my beer. AI generated Luke Bryan. Did I hear I got a beer in my, my beer? beer. Yeah. <laughs> Motto, Margo, and Dan, you can listen in the car or wherever you can. Triple M Breakfast with Motto, Margo, and Dan. The time has come, Greg, for you to face the music. We're talking about one of Brisbane's favourite sons, John Millman. I like to play tennis. Well, he, re- he announced that at the end of this Australian summer, he's going to hang him up, and, and I've told you, he's one of my favourites. We all remember the, the wonderful glory. He had many career highlights, but 2018 was a particular when he oh, downed at the US Open. Federer. Yeah. That's it. John Millman has pulled off one of the biggest upsets in tennis history. Okay, John, are you, are you there? Hello, John. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, sir. Now, uh, your reputation may or may not have been tarnished last week when <laughs> Greg Marto Martin was talking about the time he was at Wimbledon and the chants of Queenslander were going up around and, and people started getting lured in to watch you play, John. It started with about eight people, Marto. And and the match, John, you, uh, how are you, mate? Sorry about this. These blokes no, are idiots. Good, yeah. <laughs> Listen, now, that day in 2016, when we wandered into Wimbledon, I told the story, mates of ours, Brad, he, they said, our family's going to go and watch Kyrgios. So I said, well, our family's going to go and watch John Millman. Is this before or after Kyrgios had killed your dad? Uh, about the same time. Okay, so you were off Kyrgios. Don't say that anymore because I'll get in trouble. He was involved in the death of my father. He didn't kill him. No, so he didn't Is Johnny kill. aware of that, John? I don't know. John, Do you know he, this story, John? He, he was watching Kyrgios play, John. He was watching Kyrgios play on the okay. TV and he yelled so loudly at the TV. What did he yell again? I, I wouldn't, wouldn't give the F and D head a feed and my, da- my dad and died. Died of a heart attack, <laughs> yelling at the TV. No, so therefore, the decision when I walked into Wimbledon that day was easy. Instead I, of going right to Curiosity, went left, and, and he went watched, and watched you. And I and I had four and a half hours of the most enjoyable sports event. It was in the top five days of my life, and you gave me that. But these guys, I told them at the end of the match. You, you went to the toilet. I went to the toilet because I was full of pims and lemonade. Came back, <laughs> and my wife and daughter were rubbing themselves I've, against you on the court. Johnny, I've got the actual wording. We'll promise we will let you speak in a second and confirm or deny whether this happened. Kath and Hillary have jumped the fence <laughs> and I come and they're at the net hugging Millman. Oh, oh my completion. God, that's it was amazing. The, it probably happens all the time. Do you remember that day, John Millman? 
I, I think we even have a photo of, oh, of that. Actually. Oh my lord! We Wonderful. Uh, no, the, look, there may have been a little bit of mayo there, but not a whole lot. <laughs> I, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember the photo. I remember the support. I was playing against a, a Spanish guy, Albert Montañez, hey. out on yeah. one of the back courts at, at Wimbledon, and. It's always good. At Wimbledon, you always get a bit of, um, you know, Australians there, a lot of expats living over there. But to have uh, Mardo, the world-famous Mardo and his family, oh, it's God, special. Yes. Did you recognise the Queenslander call, John, and did that, you know, like invigorate the mm. spirits of your game? Well, there's not too many other people yelling out Queenslander, oh, you know. Right. So, no, I, I, I always played, you know, with a bit of passion out there. I, I needed all the help I could get, to be honest with That's you. So, I've kept this article, and you, you probably don't even know it exists. Listen to this. This is talking about you. He credited his parents for his fighting mentality and said he hopes his legacy will be that of someone who always fought. It true was. You, you, you battled that Spanish guy for four and a half hours that day. I just want to be remembered as someone who gave it a crack. I came from humble beginnings, a humble background, a hardworking family. And this is why I love you. Nice job. I had a goal in my career. I did everything possible to squeeze that lemon dry. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's why I love talking to you this morning, Johnny. Mate. Can we get back to the yeah, that, was, that, that They were quotes from myself, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, suppose so. I need those quotes to come from other people. But you lived also. You lived those words too, mate. You never gave up, Johnny. I want to get back to this moment with Kath and Hillary. Who was rubbing themselves on you harder? Oh, who, who was keener stop. at the net, Marto's <laughs> wife or daughter? Well, you're the one who told us. Do you remember? I'm going to get myself into a bit of no. trouble here. Just I bow reckon, out gracefully, John. Yeah, yeah no, I, I reckon. Um, <laughs> All right. It, it must have been Kath, because I reckon Hillary would have been... Was it borderline assault, Johnny? Were you tempted 13. to get security over like a dog with a teddy bear. <laughs> Remove these people from my court. Um, is, this the, is this the one and only mother-daughter um, post-match action? Oh, gee, oh, all right. yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. lucky it was just a, a selfie at the end, though, yeah, but yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Uh, now, listen. Can we actually talk? John yeah, when, are, when are you finishing up? You've announced your retirement via Twitter. Are you going to play the Australian open in, in January? What's going on? How long yeah. are you going to go around for? Yeah, no, I'll do the Australian summer. Um, I'm starting off over in Perth, unfortunately. I would have loved to have been in Brisbane, but I'm um, I'm over in Perth uh, to start things off, and then I'll go over to the Australian Open. At the moment, I'm actually in qualifying, so I'll have to win a couple of games to get through there. And oh, right then right. At the conclusion of that, um, I'm going to be calling a few matches, actually. Oh, so, good. I'll still, unfortunately, be on the television no, screen. Unreal. You'll transition um, over into media. Wonderful. Uh, uh, for, for, for the one month a year that the tennis is on the John. television. John, I, you probably realise I commentated footy for 25 years. If I can give you one bit of advice, don't be as boring as Todd Woodbridge. <laughs> <laughs> I like Teddy. Mm, I don't oh, care if you that's... like him. Just don't be as boring as him. <laughs> so I, I, I take it you're not tuning in to, to Tipping Point Australia. <laughs> no, whatever that is, I'm not. Johnny, thank you for tolerating you're us, the mate. Best. And as you wrap up your career, we'll make sure that we get Kath and Hillary mm. down to Rod Laver Arena to, to, get you, to molest you at the net again to get you <laughs> across the line, John. Oh, I appreciate it. Every, every bit of help counts. Yeah, good on you. One more summer of Milmer. Mania. Mate, you're unreal. Wonderful. Thanks, John.
Thanks, guys. I love that we talked He's about the, the greatest moment in tennis history where mm. he beat Roger Federer in 2018, and we we discussed oh. the 2016 oh. who molested molestation. Mardo, Margo, and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Mardo's thought on sport. Righto, we'll wrap up cricket simply because there wasn't any footy on the weekend. How many more days until uh, footy starts? I think it's about... We're down to about 112 days. Oh, no, it's 115 That's days, AFL, but 3 hours, 17 minutes, 13 seconds. But we're Thank not you, talking Alex. footy. I Thanks, watched buddy. rugby on the weekend. A lot of rugby happening. There was that Oceania uh, Cup out at Ballymore. Yeah. We sent a heap of people to. Yeah. I had sevens at the Den uh, at East a Rugby Town. Union. Yeah. yeah. While he played in a sevens tournament. I've got another tournament in a couple of weeks. It hasn't finished for me, Marto. No, that's no good. That's Let's no good Let's talk cricket. All. Um, listen, yeah, the big weekend cricket, of course, the Cricket World Cup. Last night finished uh, the rounds. Every team played each other. Nine. Every team's had nine games. What? What? India last cricket, night. Is this still? This is still the World what? Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah still, still going. Come on, mate. Yeah, fifty overs. Yeah. One day cricket. Ten like, teams. Surely Glenn Maxwell doing two hundred and one is just enough, and we just That's quit and just give up. And Didn't say, you see what happened on Saturday night? Well, last night, so India made four hundred and ten runs. This is it just standard operating procedure now? Four Runs in no, the, it's bonkers. Once uh, upon a time, if someone made 177 runs in an ODI, I thought that's stops. the most amazing thing I've yeah. ever seen. I looked at the score and went, oh, we won. Mitch got 177. Good work. And I just moved on with my day. 177. playing in and, Modi's backyard? And you know what he, where he'd been, Mitch Marsh? So, uh, the, 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 it hasn't rained in India since 1948, I believe. <laughs> it is so dry. Everything, the pitches are so, yeah. I reckon I could, get, I could reel off a couple. Are they still rolling the pitch to their advantage? Oh, oh yeah. They just, there's not, there hasn't been a blade of grass spotted on an Indian pitch. For well, since the Second World War. But listen, Mitch Marsh making that 170, whatever it was. Yeah. He just come home. You know, he left the team and said, "I'll come back." He went, came back to Australia last week. His, his granddad Ross died. Aww. So you know that you know Mitch Marsh's dad played for Australia as well. No. He was a wonderful Swampy. What was his name? Swampy Marsh. Swampy Marsh. Yeah. Rod. Yeah. He dedicated the innings to him. Oh, I know of Rod. No, Marsh. no, no, wait, 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 wait. Not Rod Marsh. His old man's Jeff Marsh. So Swampy. Rod Marsh and Jeff Marsh. This is three generational cricketers. No, Rod Marsh put him out of the equation. R.I.P. Rod. Um, Jeff Marsh still alive. That's Mitch and what's the other brother's name? Oh, oh. God, Sean. Yep. Sean Marsh. So they were the two. Yeah, they're they're sporting royalty. Their grandfather died. He went home. He came back before the funerals on. He just went, yeah, mm. patted everyone on the back, have everyone right, right, right. Came back and made hundred seventy. Pop over, make one hundred and seventy-seven. Okay. Not out as well. Okay, listen. All you need Freak. to know. All right, we'll push on because all you need to know, India will win the tournament, but Australia are playing South Africa. I think that's on Thursday night. India play New Zealand on Wednesday night. Get ready for a big week of cricket. But it gets better than that. Listen to this story. Majuribar, third-grade team cricket captain, Gareth Morgan, has taken six wickets in six balls. All in one, one over, over to dismiss opponents on the cusp of certain victory. Surface Paradise, this is third grade down the coast. Surface Paradise needed five runs, Margot, to win. The last over comes up, okay? 
You ready? You sit with me. That I mean, an over is six balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he needs to get five runs off six balls. Yeah, but okay. they had plenty of wickets. It was no worries. So therefore, Gareth Morgan, he's the captain of the team. He steps up and he says here, I, it was obvious we were going to lose and I didn't want to let one of the younger blokes bowl oh. and let the winning runs be scored off him. That's a captain. That's he, a he, he took captain. responsibility. He said, if, we, if we're going to lose the game, It'll I'll be, be the bowler and I won't hurt. No one will hurt their feelings or anything. The opener was batting really well. He went off field and came back and it's seeing he's going to hit out. Anyway, first ball, bang. Second ball, bang. Third ball, bang. Now Surface Paradise are getting nervous. Fourth ball, they still haven't scored a run in this over. Which is what matters, all the dot balls. So more than anything. three balls, he's got a hat trick. Then he takes a fourth one, <laughs> oh, then he no. takes a fifth one. Amazing. And then he takes a sixth one. Game over, cop that. What's Surface his name? Paradise. His name's Gareth Morgan. He okay. should be known as Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. Triple M Breakfast, don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. I thought I'd give you some news. What? This morning, Nathan Cleary's in the paper, you know, the Penrith Panthers three-time premiership winner. I didn't know any of that, but he's Mary Fowler's boyfriend. That's right, That's Mary Fowler's boyfriend. Uh, Mr. Well, Fowler. <laughs> Mary Fowler's <laughs> gone back to the UK, of course, because she plays for... She plays for Chelsea. Chelsea. No, just signed a deal. Sam Kerr plays Sam for Kerr Chelsea. Chelsea. Hasn't Mary Fowler just played? She signed a contract. She plays for the other team. The other team in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Is it this one? Uh, uh, Steph Captain. Manchester City. Oh, listen. Can you come armed with some details? <laughs> no, she's, she's oh, I didn't want to talk about Mary Fowler because no, I want right. to talk about Cleary. Because Margot sort of before the wheels are falling. 110 days is a long time to have a holiday. And what do you fill your time when your girlfriend's over in the UK holiday? Yeah, uh, yeah, working. Don't answer that, Marto. You go on a holiday, that's what you do. And Nathan Cleary's been everywhere. Oh. He's been to Bali. Has he? Yeah, he's been in Bali. He, uh, I saw him at the Melbourne Cup. That's he right. was at the Cup on the Tuesday. Oh, yeah. uh, currently in New York. New oh. York. Is New York. Was he with Fowler? Was he ch- with his chook? Sounds like he's with Anthony Albanese or no. travelling going on. Mary Fowler's in the UK. Nathan oh. Cleary's so she didn't go in to New the races. York. So after that game over in Perth, they yeah. separate, went their own separate ways. Separate ways. ways. They know. did all that cuddling in the sun, yeah. on the grass. Yeah. He had his shirt off. God, didn't he? So oh. good. Anyway, he's been a bit of a man about town. He's been uh, spotted on the dance floor at a hot night spot in New York called Lucy's. Hold on, he's down in New York. Can he make a decision? Perth, Bali, now New York. Yeah. What a life. What a life. It's like our boat. Is he working for the Labor Party? Well, the thing I'm has. concerned about is, oh, is um, he was at the UFC yeah. in New York and mm, his security is second octagon victory, uh, that Auss- Aussie flyweight, Steve Ekrig. Is that how you say it? Oh, no. Uh, Margot's still on sport. You had a bit you did, hadn't done the prep about Mary Fowler. That was in, but I read, I read here, Cleary has rich ties to the UFC. Uh, okay. Well, he owns a beer company with what? two of the sport's biggest stars, fellow Australian, Ty Tuivasa. Who's a huge Penrose. Fan. Tyson Pedro. I don't know who Tyson Pedro <laughs> is. Pedro. Pedro, was it? Tyson what Pedro. Is it? What is Cleary Ale? Drink West, it's called, and I wonder if oh, this Western has ties Sydney. to Western Sydney. Oh, Penny made Panthers. with the waters of the Parramatta River. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Now, I, I feel like a dignitary should do the intro for another dignitary. We've got the unofficial Mayor of Morton here. Do they have to hand... Do they just play the Australian anthem yeah, or we, something like what that? What do we do when we get the Lord Mayor? Hello. 
Mayor Schrinner. Hello, Lord Mayor. Is that respectful <laughs> enough, sir? Hello, Mayor Mato. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Unofficial Lord Mayor of I've Morton Bay. I've been over at our, over at our uh, Morton Island office on the weekends. All good over there, mate. Or the outpost. Tickety tick. Uh, okay. Good to see. Good to see. Seeing as though you wouldn't let him wear, uh, continue to take the ministerial robes uh, with him because they belong mm. in your office, of course. Uh, he's created his own, and obviously we all know him as the rum lord over there. He's even got a doormat that no, says it. Stop saying He's that. just got a cape, a Bundaberg <laughs> rum cape with yeah. polar bears on. He actually dresses okay. up as the polar bear for official <laughs> ceremonies. Because I am the rum well, lord. We need, we need to get you at uh, one of our citizenship ceremonies. Oh. Oh. Oh, and just bear. tap them on a the shoulder with a bottle of rum and go, you are now an Aussie. <laughs> Off you go, son. <laughs> and have a taste of this. Uh, we did get you, you on here. you don't fight on this jungle juice, you'll never fight. <laughs> we did go get Aussie. you on here for proper business, yes, though, Adrian well, I follow you on Instagram, uh, Mr. Schrinner. Oh, that'd be um, fun, wouldn't it? What's I he, saw that you were upset because you claimed, uh, you said Brisbane Lord Mayor's pork barrelling claim as Queensland projects on the chopping block. Mm. The Brisbane Lord Mayor has sensationally accused the Albanese government of pork barrelling Labor seats in the southern states as a war over federal infrastructure costs heats up. Now, we heard that they're stopping infrastructure of the roads in the lead up to the Olympics. And that is what affects our listeners the most because a lot of them are on the roads commuting, getting to work. So we thought this is a very important issue that we need to get to the bottom of. What is happening? Well, the interesting thing is the federal government is doing this 90-day review uh, of infrastructure, which has already taken double 90 days. So we're up 180 days and counting. But it's it's really putting question over a lot of major road and transport projects that Queensland needs, and particularly the southeast Queensland. But would you believe that one of the most expensive projects or commitments uh, is exempt from this review, and that's the suburban rail link in Melbourne. So basically all the Queensland projects are getting reviewed by the federal government, but yeah. no, not, not the Melbourne rail project. That's, that's is that all the reviewed. level crossings they're getting rid of in Melbourne and they have for no, some time? No, 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 this is a new railway line. Oh, God, righto. And, the, and look, the other thing is, I mean, everyone's leaving Melbourne anyway. so They're all coming they're here. All here. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, uh, you know, there's no review about the Melbourne railway line, but... They're reviewing all the Queensland and Brisbane projects. Now, it's, I can't work out right. the other thing. Brisbane 32 is our Olympic Games, and normally the person who runs the Olympic Games is the mayor of that city. How come you're on the outer here? How come the Queensland government has taken this? Why are they running the Olympics? Why is Anna? Well, they, <laughs> the, the, the Premier is uh, running this cord, uh, infrastructure coordination office, um, and so that that's up and running. They, they're sort of she's chairing that meeting. But there's also an organising committee, which is a separate thing, uh, chaired by Andrew Liveris. The problem uh-huh. is, mm-hmm. the problem is, we need more investment in roads and transport in Queensland, not less. We and know. The question, the question now is why? Why are they calling these projects into question when our population is growing faster than any other city in any other region? It's, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And I, I just think, look, they're just looking after those mid- Melbourne and Sydney seats uh, that they uh, think are important and they're excluding Queensland. It is not right. 
It's not right. But we've got to build so much here for the Olympics. Anyway, good luck with all that. What was the other now, thing? Now, speaking of Olympics, um, Adrian, the other thing that you posted to your Instagram was the two quarries that we have here in Brisbane. God, that are- kids are going to go crazy with this Instagram account if he's talking <laughs> roads and quarries. <laughs> oh, quarries. my God. Are you on TikTok yet, Adrian? You'll be blowing up. little dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brisbane quarries quarry? are to be transformed into public spaces under a city uh, council uh, plan. Are you talking the one at Mount Cootha? That's There's magnificent. Yes. One at Mount Cootha yes. and one at Pine Mountain. Now, you are asking the people of Brisbane to make some suggestions, you, a bit of an ideas committee, about what we should do with it. Uh, and the one that I've seen that I like the best, Adrian, is a skate park. Now, is skateboarding <laughs> still an Olympic sport? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, that's a imagine? big drop in into a quarry, isn't it? <laughs> Have anyone oh, ever hell. been in the luge over in Queenstown? Yeah. Natural gravity is your best friend. Yeah. Just going round and round. Have you seen that quarry? Uh-huh. It goes round and round into a little pinhole. Is this oh, real? Put your oh, idea Adrian, forward can we, to Adrian can we do it in the luge? Be- I, look, I, I, I like where you're heading with this because, you know, the, the question is what do we do with a giant hole in the ground mm. when we finish digging it? And It'd be just a giant pool. Put Marto in it when he retires. In 48 years. That's a wonderful sight. Remember, remember, we had the plan to go from the summit restaurant right at the top there with the zip line oh. down to the Botanical Gardens. And about oh, three people oh. complained, and you had to knock it on the head. Oh. Why can't we bring that back? Because fair income, Adrian, you think people only come to Brisbane for one day visitors? There's nothing to do. And then they leave. If you gave them illusion a zip line out there, and and we get rid of those people who complained, we'd have the, we'd give them another reason for another night staying in Brizzy. We could put those people in the other quarry, yes. along with. You <laughs> where, where, where is all this going? Like a little bit of vision to keep them here a little bit longer, tourists? Because well, they spend well, money when they're exactly here. Right. We, you're right. We do need more tourist attractions. And, you know, w- what we saw in, in the UK is a place called uh, Cornwall, and they had the Eden Project. They, they transformed an old quarry yeah. into a major tourist attraction. Was that and the big golf balls looking domes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've got okay. some amazing uh, domes uh, with lots of tropical plants in and, and a whole range of other things. But it's, it's become one of the biggest tourist attractions in the UK, and particularly in that region, draws a lot of people in there. And so... You know, we're simply asking, what can we do with these two holes in the ground? Mm. Can we turn them into tourist attractions? And uh, people are getting excited about it. There's been a lot of suggestions, like some of the ones that you mentioned. Absolutely, there's other suggestions as well. But we want to, we want people to have their say. So we're doing a consultation at the moment. Good Any one. ideas that you have? Uh, what can we use these quarries for? Um, there's some great examples around the world as well. Um, Just put all the Victorians in them that are moving up here, Adrian. Get a zip line from the Eureka Tower in Melbourne. They zip line in and they, you know, they have Stay to do there. three months in the quarry before they get integrated into society. Wonderful. Are you sick of this yet, Adrian? Yes. <laughs> you got work to do. Hey, listen, somehow from I'm the not magic. Sure how am I going to respond to that? One, <laughs> were, but, uh, were you on don't. Channel 9 about an hour ago? Because we're looking up at I our was. TV yeah, set. You're on. Daylight savings is an amazing thing, isn't it? Uh, you're a bloody everywhere. Adrian like Trina, Lord Mayor, just ignore us and just keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Carry okay? on, sir. He's definitely got a head for TV. Look at him. Triple M Breakfast. That terrible, terrible incident. Cruise ship that's oh. been going for 18 days. Oh. And it's just pulled into Adelaide this morning. It had oh. gastro and COVID. And COVID. Um, they've been on an 18-day tour. They went from Adelaide, came around the corner, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Airly Beach. Did we learn anything from COVID? Stop spreading 
diseases via these cruise ships. Stay, anyway. well, if they turn up and the first thing you hear is, stay on the Ooh. ship, guys. But no, they said what was happening, day two of this 18-day trip, which completes this, completed this morning, day two, cases started coming. They've been on that hell ship for uh, 16 days. <laughs> Instead of all aboard, it should be saying overboard, oh, everyone, yeah. off. Get yep. off, go, Come swim in. home. Where did, did the toilet... I don't want to be crass, yeah. but we watched one go power yesterday in Moreton Bay. Where does all the... Sewage. Sewage go. Does it well, just does go it into the ocean? But where does all of our sewage go, Marta? Yeah. Where does it all go from all toilets everywhere? Oh, a treatment plant the and then the out ocean. luggage point. So right. I saw someone fishing yesterday near luggage point. If you don't know what that is, that's where all our poo goes mm. in Brisbane. Um, anyway, <laughs> so. Anyway. Uh, fish love poo. Anyway, they what they were doing. we eat the fish. Every that's time it. they pulled into a port <laughs> with all this illness. Like I had some yesterday. It's a circle of life and we turn them back into poo. That's right. There were 4,000 people on board this boat, passengers and, uh, and, oh, and crew. I couldn't think of Four anything th- worse. I know, I know. COVID and gastro. They were offering them, if you were well, if you were unwell, you were told to stay in your room. If you were well, you were told to hop off at a different place, and they gave you a $25 voucher. There's people lying all over the place saying they're yeah. well when they're aren't, aren't they're they? just going what? out. $25 voucher for Depends nappies? It's <laughs> just, <laughs> it's <laughs> just, hits? all right, you've got all those sounds there, but the thing is, oh, COVID, sounds. it <laughs> makes you unwell. sneeze and cough. They said there were people sneezing and coughing. And then, of course, gastro. Oh, <laughs> dear. Just, this bloke said, I came out of my room and I was told there was someone crook. I was told there was someone crook two doors down. He said, I didn't need to be told. I could smell them. Oh, is it vomiting or shit pooing? I don't know. Give us a big cough right now. <laughs> That's, what, that's happens. what happens. You're putting pressure, and next thing you know. The, anyway, I don't. Nothing, I don't want to tell you about the pulpit valve. We all know how it works. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Mardo's thought on sport. We're talking He's, you always give it to Ash one. Barty about giving up. Yeah. Quitter. Well, she was a quitter. Mm. Gave up when she was 25. Um, there's some people battle through their whole life and they get sacked when they're 72. Uh, it's been uh, a very sad moment for rugby league. Right. Ronnie Palmer has gone. The Tigers, the West Tigers, have sacked him after... What did he do at the Tigers? Well, not much, clearly. No one Hold did on. anything at the Tigers. Does Ronnie pa- <laughs> was Ronnie Palmer not ring a bell to you? He's nah. not on my radar. No, nah, neither. Are you kidding? No. Okay. Anyone remember? Do you remember the? Um, I know ooh. Mrs. Palmer. No, no, no. This Clive is, Palmer. Not no. Clive Palmer. Don't even Chicken get me started. Palmer. Ronnie Palmer, moustache, <laughs> strawberry blonde hair, trainer. Like he, he, yeah. he inspired Alan Langer. He's been. He was the Roosters. Well, he didn't fire anyone run. at the Tigers. They had no, but he was at the Roosters season. for 25 years, oh, where they won oh, a number okay. of premierships. Yeah, and then he also went to the Titans. Then he went yeah. to Parramatta. Then he went to the Ooh. Panthers. Ooh. And he finished at the Tigers. Yeah. Right. At 72 years of age, he's a high-performance expert. He's, he was the first ever water runner. So before anyone else was running water and doing the proper training, he was so well-known. Did the Origin team with Gus Gould for many, many years. Right. You with me, don't Ronnie wanna, Palmer? You don't want to have all those highs in your right. career and then finish on the low of the Tigers. It's like when a player plays 12 months too long, too like long, a season yes. too long. Should have given it up last year, champ. His, now, nick, where, where, his nickname was 4020 because he had the head eyes. of a 40-year-old and the body of a 20-year-old. <laughs> so he was really fit. Now, what, what's Ronnie Palmer done with his barbecue without a gas? Why are we talking did about he, Ronnie did, Palmer? Did he get one? Like I Luke just Brooks? want to talk about Ronnie Palmer as the greatest 
uh, high performance. He was the start of high performance uh-huh. um, yeah, training, strength and conditioning training. Okay. okay? And carried it through. And, the, and, and and it may be because he was so old now, people are going, you're Did too you old. Did you say he was 72? 72. He's still running on the field, giving mm. him a rub, going, you all right, mate? Out you get. Get back up. More conditioning than strength these up? days, I think. Yeah. All right. I just want to say to you. <laughs> Is he a mate of yours? <laughs> no, he's not a mate of mine. Well, and anyone will remember him. <laughs> yeah. the, everyone remembers Ronnie Palmer. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, I, it's just a sad way, as we say. He was one of the leaders in his field. Strength and conditioning is an enormous part of the game. It never used to be, but he started it virtually in Sydney. Mm. Benji Marshall is coming to take over the um, the Balmain Tigers, the West yes. Tigers. Not a good thing. If you're a rookie coach, your team has finished last in the last two seasons. Mm, yeah. I guess there's only upside. Well, he's made a decision. Can't do any you, worse. Could, you could go through, you could go three <laughs> in a row, wooden spoon. Somehow he's made a seventy-two-year-old man the scapegoat oh, for their losses, gee. and I just think that's a very sad thing to do. Like poor old Ronnie didn't nothing for the club, and Ronnie said, "I'll get up tomorrow." The first time in fifty-one years, he played thirty-five games for the Tigers. How long had he been with the Tigers? Only for three years or so. Oh, they got rid of him at the Panthers a few. Years. Did he get a barbecue or not? Maybe. He got nothing. Oh, Maybe. That's what Ronnie says. He put all. All this time into the love of his life. Did was he pregnant. get Luke he Brooks' wakes up gas morning, bottle? Because Luke didn't get a gas bottle, remember? Did Ronnie get the bottle? Luke Brooks? Yeah. Well, now Luke Brooks has buggered off to Manly. You know that. Yes, they go, know. got his barbecue yeah, they go, and, and he's gone to the northern beaches. Oh, that's fancy well, Ronnie. With I can't Hey, last night I didn't have a very good sleep. Uh, I went to bed thinking that I had breast cancer, uh, uh, um, but this morning I woke well, well, up. Hold on, hold on, just, that's like, a fair bit to process <laughs> just well, there. I, I went to bed thinking I had breast cancer because I had googled some symptoms uh, I had, which was um, a small pea-sized. Um, feeling of a lump in my left breast. And it was too low to be my armpit. Um, and so I Googled pea-sized lump in breast. And, of course, cancer, tumours, the course. words come up and you're just like, oh, my God, I have breast cancer. But I need to go to Google the doctor that, tomorrow. It just says you are dead. Maybe I shouldn't go to work. Maybe I should go to a doctor instead. Oh, this is Sunday night. Were you looking a way to get out of work? <laughs> For Monday morning. After a big weekend. Well, I dreamt about it all yeah. night and then I woke up this morning and yeah. went, when I um, was getting ready for work, I looked. Turns out I think it's an ingrown hair because it had a little white head on it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Give it a squeeze? Maybe it's not. Hold on, hold on. Well, I'm First scared. person in history to squeeze your tumour out. Could it actually be like maybe a benign cyst? Well, I don't know. I've never had breast cancer. Um, well, it does happen to men. 5% of breast cancer Kenny is from high for higher. in males. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. But what have you self-diagnosed through Google that didn't turn out to be as dramatic as you initially had anticipated? As you get older, I'll tell you right now, I'll give you some free advice. Everything. You think everything's, everything's cancer. cancer. You think, oh, God, that's, can- oh, that's cancer <laughs> there. That's oh, I've got it here. I really worked it's myself horrible. up last yeah. night. I literally... And I can I, understand. I remained silent about it because I didn't want to cause alarm. We had been at an 18th and a few beers had been consumed on Corey's behalf. So I didn't want to deliver the news mm. that his wife was dying from cancer yeah. while and he was under the influence. To, look after four kids. Don't do that. Children. Leave that to men. That's what men do. We suffer mm. in silence and that's mm. why we die 10 years before yes. all women. Yes. And, and because we want to. But last night, was it was a tough sleep. It, I dreamt that I oh, had God. cancer. I, I've actually got, Marta, your secret mics are always rolling. I've got the moment this oh, morning no. you realised, yeah. Another yeah. Duma. That's good news. <laughs> Stop it. Listen, <laughs> it's not. 
not a tumor. Not a tumor. Okay, okay. It's not a tumor. I think it might actually just be like either a little, you know, ingrown hair. Well, I hope we haven't made a light of it and you cyst. end up. Well, I'm going to just get it checked out just in case. Touch your breasts, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, because okay. breast and cancer in men is a thing. Maybe a little health check. Maybe it's a public service announcement. Mm. Somebody needed to hear this because yesterday I ran into a girlfriend. Don't check down there. Come no, on. That's up, not up, your up, breasts. Up above the. It's not your, a tumor. Your boob is not in your groin, Mark. Just checking my hernia. No, I ran into a girlfriend yesterday who I haven't seen for a little while and she reminded me that I saved her life because oh. Oh. some years ago I had a, an abnormal pap smear come back and I hadn't had a pap smear in five years yes. and so I was in trouble by my doctor for not having had my pap smear earlier. Yes. I put it up on my Instagram and I said, ladies, go out, you know, out of sight, out of mind. We often forget about the really important stuff, which is our internal organs. Yes. Um, go and get yourselves checked, right? Right. <laughs> she went and got a pap smear because she'd realised it had been some time since she had one as well. Ended up with stage three ovarian cancer. Jesus. Nearly died. But and you. she saw my Instagram and that's what prompted her. So this moment could be leading to me telling someone be to check saved. their breasts and just make sure that there's no lumps. And if there is, like mm. me, whether it's an ingrown hair or not, get it checked. But, but what do we want here? Well, self-diagnosis. Did Margot what save your life? Yeah, like my yeah. girlfriend, she, did, she, she had gastrointestinitis, but she thought she had esophageal cancer because she Googled her symptoms on mm. Dr. Google. Mm. It's not always the appropriate way no, to get a actually, diagnosis. <laughs> See a proper doctor. Yeah, I thought I might have a hernia. It's actually a third testicle. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just sitting there. <laughs> Can you get it off the desk, please? <laughs> Ash from Eagleby, did you go and see a doctor or did you self-just prescribe? I went to a doctor. Oh, good story, Ash. Yep, that's <laughs> nice, Ash. Anything more? What did you see the doctor for, Ash? I, I thought I had a cold. I was just wondering if I could hear you or not. I had a cold. Well, I thought I had a cold. Yeah. But it ended up being stage three throat cancer. Oh, oh Jesus. Hold on, hold on. Actually, Sorry. proper cancer. We Sorry, Ash. Sorry, Ash. Uh, you, 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 uh, you're still alive, obviously. Yes, I am. I, I actually met you guys at the Oktoberfest. Oh, did we get a picture with the oh. guitar at the front, Ash? We did. We did. Oh, you, good. If you have a look, you'll see my... Myself, my wife, and my stepdaughter. So oh. you're doing okay, Ash. So they diagnosed you. Did you then get treatment and sorted it all out? Straight away. I did. Good. I did get treatment very much straight away. I had um, one biopsy and a second biopsy, and they said, you have it. Then they sent me for chemo and radiation. I had three lots of chemo and 35 goes of radiation in seven weeks. Jesus you're Christ. a trooper. Oh, we Ash. weren't expecting this. So it wasn't just an ingrown they, hair. They, they smashed the crap out of me. Yeah. yeah Ash, um, recently we just saw researchers come out. Oral cancer is the number one cause of mouth cancer. It didn't have anything oral, to do with that, oral, was it? No, sex. you've said that wrong. You said oral, oral, oral cancer sex. is the number one cause. <laughs> oral sex to... is the cause mm. of mouth mm. cancer yeah, and throat it, was cancer. Was it the bungers or oral sex that did no, it? No, it was, it was bungers. I, I was a heavy smoker. Yeah. yeah. Could have been the oral sex, though, Ash, if you trace it mm. back. Yeah, less smoking, more oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the lesson here. Uh, Ash? <laughs> Does it happen if you're receiving or is it only... Oh. <laughs> I have no chance if okay. it's from receiving. Ash, that, listen, just to <laughs> okay. ease. I'll, I'll live forever. I'm confused. That's kind of serious. I wasn't mm. expecting you Yeah, good morning to all the kids in cars as well. Listen, here's a better one. Mark from Bridgman Downs on the burner phone. Yeah. I had a weird pain under my left heel. It was only when I wore a specific pair of shoes. All right, well, get rid of the shoes. I couldn't figure it out, so I went off to the podiatrist. Yeah. Took him 20 seconds to see that my flat comb was in the shoe. Problem, Problem. solved. <laughs> 
brilliant. You're an idiot. Like a hair comb? I think so. one every morning with a comb in it. Well, how did it get in there? an idiot. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as.